Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Glory Glory My Night podcast. I'm your host, Kel Quinn, and joining me today is Brush. How's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Well, as you can probably tell by my voice, I'm a bit under the weather, but uh, United have done brilliantly to pick up my spirits. Um, a 2 0 win at Allen Road, um, fantastic result. For 60 minutes, it was utter crap, uh, to be honest, um, <laughs> but the substitutions made the difference. I think Ten Hag showed, showed his genius today. Um, it was a very sophisticated plan B. Um, he brought on Martinez uh, and Garnacho and took off uh, Malasia and Sancho and made a few uh, changes in terms of positions. Um, so Shaw went to left back. Uh, Martinez came on and immediately uh, in his first touch, he played a diagonal ball. You know, one of those uh, famous balls he plays that opens up defences. Um, because Maguire was just knocking it sideways the whole 60 minutes before that. Um, and then Whitehorse uh, started playing, was playing the Cantona role at number 10. Rasher went up front, um, and it just all started to click. We were creating chance after chance after chance, um, and, and fully deserving of the of the, the points in the end. I couldn't had could have had two more goals only for the two offsides. So I thought Ten Hag uh, with his substitutions had won us the game. How did you see it, Rush? Yeah, pretty much how you summed it up, mate. I think for the first hour or so, it was incredibly frustrating to watch. Um, yeah, but it was really down to the changes uh, made. Um, one or two things I noted. Uh, Weghorst, I was surprised he played the entire game, actually. And I want to get your opinion on this as well. Did you think that when he arrived that he'd be playing as much as he has been? No, but I think it's largely down to the uh, Martial just not being available at all since Wagner yeah, just came in. Yeah, I, I certainly expected him to be more of an impact sub. So yeah, he's, he's played a lot of games, um, and initially I thought he was largely ineffective. If I'm being honest, I don't think we played to his strengths either. Um, so you know there wasn't too much he could do because we weren't really getting to the ball to him. Uh, but then, as you say, as the changes were made and he dropped down into that ten. Uh, he played the ball for Garnacho. Uh, you know, good good assist there. Uh, although, uh, all credit to the young man because he had a lot of work to do himself. Uh, stayed nice and composed. Especially some of the unnecessary criticism he's had as well over midweek. Uh, what a way to respond. So, I thought that was brilliant. I felt that the criticism of Garnacho following the midweek game against Leeds was absolute nonsense. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, an 18-year-old is allowed to have a bad game. He's still a rookie. You know, he's not a, yeah. a player who's played 50 or 100 games in my unit. Um, and it was so over the top. Uh, all these people saying and he's not good enough for United. He's just overhyped. Uh, he's like another Yanazai and all this sort of crap. It's just complete nonsense. Um, you've seen him doing the finger over the lips um, when he scored today. You know, as if to imply that he sends in the critics. And he did exactly that. Um Fantastic ball from Fikers, like you say, and mm. uh, and love perfectly weighted ball. And Garnacho showed his pace, got onto it too quick for the Leeds defense and in off the post. I think, the, yeah, brilliant the finish, a, brilliant finish. You can't really do uh, much better than what he did, and the composure he showed as well. Uh, you know, to make the run and to get the, uh, the shot off uh, it was brilliant. I think Malia got a slight touch on it, but uh, it didn't matter. Mm. Um, so, Fantastic. And uh, Rashford, again, another header. Do you think Benny McCarthy has got a lot to do with this? Um, Rashford, uh, I, Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, it's fantastic to see that Rashi is uh, capable of adding new things to his game. And this is definitely something that we, we welcome. 
And yeah, I think you're spot on. I think this is something that Benny McCarthy definitely has worked with him uh, on the training field. Uh, I remember he was quite potent with his headers when he used to be when he used to play. He certainly was. Uh, I think yeah. he scored against us for Porto. For Porto, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he obviously played for Blackburn in the Premier League. Uh, mm. a successful speller. Him was it him and Roque Santa Cruz up front? Yeah, Blackburn? yeah. Under Mark Hughes, him and Roque Santa Cruz had a had a wonderful time at Blackburn. Uh, less fortunate when he rocked up at West Ham. Yeah, that was largely forgettable. But yeah. he's doing seems to be doing a great job uh, with the forwards at United at the moment. Uh, Rashford not not only is he using his left foot uh, to to get assists on goals, but scoring headers, which we never associated with Rashford. Actually, yeah. not, not not just headers that have kind of went down the middle and the goalkeepers. Um, made a mistake. It, they're right in the corner, impossible for the goalkeeper to get to. They're textbook headers. Um, so, and Rashford just seems to be, like, even in games like today, where you could argue that he didn't play that well overall, he's still mm. getting a goal, getting a goal in every game. Um, is he the complete centre forward now? It, it, he's heading that way. There's still a lot more to his game that he needs to add, but you know, he's definitely taking strides in the right direction. And you know, sometimes we, when we judge goalkeepers, we say, oh, uh, they've largely had nothing to do. But, you know, when called upon, they make that save. And that's the difference between the good ones and the bad ones. Uh, well, like you say, Rashford had a very frustrating uh, a game for a large majority of it. But to keep composure and to put the header away the way he did, uh, to never give up, uh, that shows a new side of Rashford. And, and it's brilliant. And that's why he'll never be taken off in games, because he's always capable of getting a goal um, so yeah. uh, there has I, been a few a few games lately where he's not playing well but he always stays on because he, he's yeah he yeah and I was really glad that Ten Hag saw to make that change at half time to put Shaw uh, at left back because that's one of the things we were missing I thought in the first half because uh, you know Shaw it, he puts those dangerous balls in uh, into, into the final third and that's something we were missing and yeah great assist how many goals now have we got from those left-wing crosses from Shaw? He's up, those, those balls are absolutely excellent. Um, yeah. They're just right on a plate for whoever who's in the middle. Um, just He's a fantastic footballer, Luke Shaw. The fact that he can even play left-back, or play centre-back, sorry, and not look out of place, and mm. then just switch the left-back in the same game and go back, that's a totally different position. And Yeah, yeah, and especially in a game like this, um, I mean, I'm sure you might have been as well. I was certainly surprised when I saw the lineup, uh, when I saw the makeshift back four. Um, I can only assume this is tactical in light of Barcelona coming up on Thursday. Um, Varane, I assume, is just being rested for that game, which is why Maguire came in. Um, and then I thought, well, Martinez is suspended for that, so why isn't he playing? Uh, I can only assume it's so that Ten Hag you know, got Shaw back into the rhythm of playing centre-half in preparation for that game. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Um, we get on to the negatives in a minute when we discuss Harry Maguire, but I'll, I'll focus on the positives <laughs> for the moment. Um, so I want to talk about uh, Fud Vaghorst, uh, who was... who's largely ineffective again until the substitutions yeah. were made, until he was dropped to number 10. And then he started coming into his own. Uh, lovely hold-up play, link-up play. The layoffs were excellent. Um, so maybe the managers found a new role for him. 
um, because he's not that great with his with his head. You know, he's had so many chances with his head. They've either, they've either hit the post or they've been saved or gone over the bar. Um, but Rashford's heading is is fantastic, like we said. But Vicars is actually better with his feet than he is with his head. So I'm not saying necessarily that Vicars will start many games at number ten, but it certainly with the way that game turned out in the last thirty minutes, it certainly gives. Gives us another option in that position if we need to change things. It certainly was not something that any fan would have anticipated or done themselves if they were in charge. But uh, Tin Hag certainly um, proved that uh, he has he can think outside the box and, and has got ideas up his sleeve. Yeah, so. he's most definitely, most definitely. I mean, even with the Luke Shaw thing, when when he first played at centre back in a back two, like you know, a lot of us had our eyebrows raised. So the manager showed that he can tinker uh, and to you know to, to much success. So, yeah, that's something that gives us another option. Uh, and maybe that is something we'll see more of going forward. Because um, just him up top, I, I'm not really feeling it, if I'm being honest with you. Um, just because we don't play to his strengths, it doesn't really make sense to me. He's largely ineffective. Um, and like you say as well, for somebody so tall, perhaps it's because he's so tall, we expect him to be really good uh, aerially. But, yeah, he's not He's not as effective as we would like to, like him to be. Yeah, it's something to think of going forward that maybe we shouldn't use him as a number nine. Uh, because even before the game, most fans, including myself, were calling for Rashford to play up top because yeah. of my course's recent performances. And who who would have thought we'd be saying that at the start of the season, eh? <laughs> I know. Is that 21 goals now um, in all competitions? Yeah, I, I, mean, I just think it's a, it's a bit more fluid that way. So, yeah, because with Weggy as well, he tends to slow the game down a bit. Um, I'm not sure everything else is suited to him. So, yeah. 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 Uh, well, we'll watch with interest in, in the coming game to see where Ten Hag uses him. So, another player I want to talk about was Fred. He was given Man of the Match by Alan Smith, uh, the commentator. Mm. I'm not so sure about that. It was certainly an improved performance from Wednesday. I think Fred was dreadful on Wednesday. Night. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, he, well, compared to midweek, came on leaps and bounds. Uh, I was quite concerned when he picked up that yellow card because uh, we we know what Fred's like. You know, he can be a bit reckless and I thought that was quite early on. So you have to watch yourself there. Um, yeah, the first game, midweek, uh, the gaps that were being left were ridiculous. He was getting so forward and leaving Sabitza. And Sabitza, for me, isn't a proper DM. So, you know, he shouldn't be there, left in those positions. Yeah, um, midweek was well, the least said about that, the better. But today, yeah. they both uh, battled really hard in there. Uh, and, you know, if, you go, if you're going to give Fred man of the match, you could easily have given Sabitra man of the match as well. Um, he's he's slowly improving. You know, he's obviously, he lacks match sharpness. Um, but I do, I do, he does seem like a very good player on the ball. Sabitra, uh, uh, and I think we'll see him gradually improve as the games go on. Um, so yeah, I would like to see battle. how he does when Casemiro comes back, which would oh, yeah, give him yeah. the freedom to go forward a bit more. Because the thing with Sabitza, that's what he does. He likes to play positive forward passes. Um, and, you know, he's not a player that's going to get stuck in. He doesn't tackle that much like that. And he, he's one of these that can pass his way out of trouble. Yeah, well, Casemiro brings the best out of everybody. Um, I think mm. we've badly missed him in these last couple of games, and we're missing him again at, uh, against Leicester. Yeah. Losing a player to injury is one thing, but it's incredibly infuriating when it's through suspensions and things that can be avoided. 
Yeah, it's, it's you know, so far it's cost us two points. Hopefully that, that that's it. Um, the good thing is that he'll come back in in midweek and he'll be able yeah. to play the, the the cup final as well. So uh, we need numbers, um, and he is probably arguably uh, at least among the top two most important players. Um, so at the back today, um, even though we kept a clean sheet, it it wasn't convincing. And uh, Maguire, where do we start? Um, constantly giving the ball away needlessly. The last thing we we don't want us. The last thing we want to see is United fans is De Gea and Maguire playing it out from the back because that always feels yeah. trouble. Yeah. Um, and, and did you see Maguire? It was another comedy moment uh, in in the second half mm. where we're defending the corner. He makes a block uh, from the corner. Not sure how much he knew about it. And then the the loose ball. Uh, eventually fell to Leesburg, but Maguire didn't know where the ball was. He was looking all around him. He didn't know. He was just clueless. Um, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Uh, I just have no confidence in that guy at all. Um, he's just not suited. I think we progressed now. He's not suited to playing for us anymore. I think Maguire is suited to playing. I, I just seen today. He's constantly playing the ball backways and sideways, backwards and sideways. You know, Ferran and Martinez always look to go forward, play either mm. carry the ball or play it long or diagonally. Um, Maguire just doesn't have that, and when he does it, it just goes straight out of play. Um, Maguire is suited to playing a team that defends in their own penalty box, like West Ham or Everton under Dyche, something like that, against a team where we were playing a high line and, we're, and we've got a progressive defenders who are good on the ball. He's just not suited to that anymore. He, he just need to, he needs to leave if he wants to, to start regular games, I'm afraid, and he looked out of his out of his place today he just didn't he just doesn't fit in anymore does he yeah most definitely especially um one or two of the the glaring mistakes that he did make i mean he did correct them but it's one of those where you're like you know if it's a mistake of your own making then do we really give credit for fixing it uh it's one of those ones it was really sloppy there's one in particular yeah that uh that i can think of where he he wasn't aware that somebody was coming behind him, and he just yeah, tried to... and then messed up the yeah, messed up the yeah, messed up the pass, and then yeah, chased yeah. him down and yeah, yeah, his pass was it was in his pass was in intercepted by a Leeds player and ended up mm-hmm. uh, the Leeds player was in nearly an own goal. I think Maguire in the end made the tackle, but like yeah, yeah, say, so he corrected it, but initially it shouldn't have happened anyway, you know. So it's one of those. Yeah, he. he... He's just a very old school defender, and this doesn't. Yeah, fit listen, in. I don't. I don't think he's a bad player overall. It's just that he's got one or two mistakes in him, which just get magnified. He always has that one thing that you can add to a blooper reel, and that takes away from anything good that he does. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, th- I yeah. think he's a good. He'd be a good defender for a defensive team. Team that yeah, yeah, team. honestly. Or if you're playing three at the back and that, um, and a bit more compact, yeah. Uh, like you said, I think for us, we're moving in a different direction. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the summer, I'd expect he'll probably move on. Um, yeah. So, Diogo Dallo had a, has had a couple of ruby games against Leeds, mm. uh, albeit he, he cracked the crossbar with a rasping effort today. Oh, what a strike that was. That deserved the goal, that. Yeah, that would have been class, uh, especially if we went in off the underside of the bar. I love those types. Those are my favorite types of goals. The, yeah, the, the ones where the ref, you know, where the goalkeeper's got no chance. 
<laughs> yeah, I just watched that shot hit the crossbar, and yeah, it, was, yeah. it was still vibrating about five seconds later. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, defensively, he's not looked great in these two games no. against Leeds. No, no, he did have a decent little battle with Nonto. Uh, I think obviously that's the one thing that he offers us. He's better going forward than Wambi. Nonto is a really tricky winger. Um, mm. Be very hard to play against, which is why I thought Juan Bissaka would start this game because he's he's a great one on one defender. Yeah, because he's, he's more nice. yeah he's more defensively astute. Yeah, yeah. And even in the first duel between Nonto and Mombasaka, when Mombasaka came on, mm. Mombasaka won. You know, so I'm <laughs> yeah. surprised that he didn't play in this game. But obviously, the manager must have been thinking that I want my fullbacks to, to get high up the pitch and get crosses into the middle and and, and be a threat. Um, but yeah, it comes at it comes at a cost. You know, when uh, you don't have your best defensive fullback in an away game, uh, especially against a winger of that quality. Uh, but thankfully, it didn't cost us today. Um, Leeds did have the odd chance. Um, De Gea you know, using his feet as he often does with those unorthodox saves. I'll tell you what, we were very lucky that they were not better in the final third today. I thought once or twice we really got away with it uh, due to sloppy finishing by Leeds. Uh, Somerville was causing some issues as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wasn't it? Did Maguire give it away at one point and it led to a chance for Leeds? The, I think was it a shot on goal? Um, yeah, I think it was in the first half. Yeah, um, and then with De Gea as well, there were some questionable clearances. Although he mm -hmm. did uh, pop up with one or two good saves. Yeah, one amazing thing I saw from De Gea today is he came to punch a corner. When's the last time he did that? <laughs> <laughs> too often he's rooted to his line and just lets other yeah. people deal with crosses. Yeah, no, he did make some good saves today. But yeah, the clearance is yeah, that he needs to work on one or two things of his footwork. Yeah, it, it nearly gives me a heart attack watching United play around at the back, especially yeah. when it's... Maguire and De Gea involved. Uh, do you see De Gea had to play it out to the the right back at one point and mm -hmm. went straight out for a throw? You know, he's just he just doesn't have that. Yeah. Uh, as good as a shot stopper he is, um, he's just not he's not he's not a great footballer. Uh, and that's the other thing as well. We have to sort of factor in uh, that it was a makeshift back four in front of him as well, so that plays into it. Yeah, it certainly doesn't help. You. Know, you wonder why he doesn't go long more often, especially with Whitehurst up mm. there. And um, when it, like, there was, there was, I think it was twice in a row. There was twice in a row. Do you think that's in? Do you think that's instruction though? Do you think? Well, it must be, but there was because it would be the obvious thing to do, right? To try and pick out Weggy. Yeah, uh, I'm he only does it once or twice a game. Um, yeah, twice in a row we we're playing out from the back and we lost it and it ended up in the Leeds chance. Then in the third, the third time we're doing it again. Just go long, mm. you know. That really just grinds me at times, and why they keep trying the same thing after getting caught out. Um, I don't know. I, I sound upset here, but I'm not, you know, because obviously we won the game <laughs> against a fierce rivals. Yeah, no, that's the um, most important thing. But no, I can understand your frustration because overall, I don't think it was a great performance. No, it certainly wouldn't be striking fear into Arsenal much as the city watching that performance. Mm. Um. And another another thing that shows that our you know we're not that clinical is the goal difference. 
Even Newcastle are plus 22, and we're only plus uh, 10. I'll tell you what, uh, I mean, it's starting to look a little bit better now. We've got to factor in there was two games in which we conceded 10 goals, you know, the Brent- the Brentford and Man City game. Um, yeah, but the, the certain games where we won 2, th- two or 3 nil, and we should have won 4 or 5 nil. Yeah, but again, that, you know, we've talked about a lack of uh, potency up front. Uh, where would we be this season without Rashford? Um, so going forward after another transfer window in the summer, I suspect that he would get some help with that. Yeah, I think so. So what did you make of the least players in these two games? I thought they were really leaving the foot in. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, they are, it's a derby game to uh, you know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be rough and tumble. And yeah, they, that's what they were trying to do. They're trying to slide in and they did at every opportunity. There was even at the start of this game, I think Ten Hag was furious. Um they were they're they're leaving leaving the studs studs up. Um and mm. you, you could it seemed as if they were trying to injure our players. You know, we've, we're suffering from a lot of injury problems at the moment, and they seem like they were trying to cause more. Yeah, I mean, we um, certainly can't afford to add to our injury list. Um, but yeah, in a game like this, it was to be expected, to be fair. And Luke Ailing really, really annoys me. <laughs> I'm just glad that we got the three points today, just just to annoy him, if nothing else. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just assume. I, he's, actually, he's actually from London. I assume because mm. of his passion for Leeds that he's a Yorkshire man, but he's not. Um, mm. He's just he's just a mouthpiece. Uh, um, he even had the audacity to try a bicycle kick. <laughs> I know, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that was funny. In your, in your dreams. Yeah, yeah it was straight, <laughs> straight at the gay, wasn't it? Um, no, he really he's really fancies himself. He really thinks, yeah, uh, he loves to get in, in, in players' faces and get involved in scuffles. Yeah, yeah. I, then, I guess as a captain as well, you kind of have to, don't you? You have to set the tone, I guess. Yeah, and he was, he, well, I think it was Malassia was grabbing him, and, and twice he, th- he swung an arm at Malassia. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. that had a caught him, they could have been a red. Um, even at set pieces, he was. He was getting involved with the, uh, I think, was it Vicars and Fred? I think uh, it was, and uh, he really he thinks he's a, a footballer as well. He loves to get forward and getting a shot on goal. I think he's been there from when they were in the championship, wasn't he? And um, he's been there quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't think he was there when they were in the League One, but uh, yeah, he's been there quite a while, and he seems to be. Uh, I'm sure he's a fan favorite uh, because of how he plays. But there's a few other their players really, really getting stuck in in both games. And I think the the referees weren't doing enough to, to stomp it out. Um, they were taking too long to get the yellow card out. Um, so that was just something that uh, frustrated me. Um, and 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 particularly in the first game, there was a lot of Leeds players just going down very easily, trying to get our players booked. Uh, it was all a lot of gamesmanship, but you'd expect that from a team that's seventeenth playing a team that's in third. You know, they're, mm. they're going to try anything. Um, and uh, it's a very hostile place to go today. I thought the players dealt with it very well. I'm sure it was a, a culture shock for someone like Sabitzer to, to come and play it on the road. <laughs> um, and he, but he handled it uh, really well. Uh, I noticed there was a joint statement from both clubs after the game condemning the tragedy chanting, which is absolutely disgraceful, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, never want to hear anything like that in football. And unfortunately, there's a minority of so-called fans who, who behave that way, and it's uh, and it's horrible because you know it, it paints the whole fan base uh, with that, and it's unfair. 
Yeah, because Leeds fans will see it as all United fans are like that and vice versa, and that's not, yeah. that's not the way it is. It's not the case. Although, to be fair, Leeds do have a reputation of being kind of the middle of mm-hmm. the north in terms mm-hmm. of the, their how volatile their fans are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, it was good to get one over them today and, and get the points. Um, for, I suppose four points from a double header against Leeds isn't bad, but the fact that we dropped points in the home game is the annoying bit, isn't it? Yeah, especially the manner in which we conceded as well, because you know it was just it was very sloppy. We just were slow to start and we yeah and to have for it to happen twice as well um you know we got caught off guard uh, with that initial goal by nonto as soon as the game started and then again as soon as the second half started we got caught out again uh but i thought we showed great character to get back into the game yeah we did and um, um, you know a 2 nil down the other night I would have accepted a draw, but we got the equalizer so early. I was disappointed that we didn't win the game. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at that point the momentum was definitely with us. So yeah, uh, I was definitely disappointed that we couldn't get another. But yeah, but on well, another day, on another in another season, we might not even have got back into the game. You know, so. Yeah, we got the points today, uh, and that's yeah, what, that's that's the main thing. Um, so. Jin Sancho had an impact on the bench the other night. He started today. Didn't quite happen for him today. I don't think he was really, really bad or anything like that. Nah. But it just it, it didn't happen for him. Uh, and obviously, it did happen for Garnacho, who, who replaced him. So are you pleased to see uh, Jaden back and, and, and playing reasonably well? Yeah, very much so. I, I was really happy for a midweek when he got the goal. I think that would do wonders for his confidence. Today, he tried a few things. Um, you know, it didn't quite work out. Made an hour. Um, but yeah, he's slowly being integrated back into the team, isn't he? So I can't really, uh, yeah, I can't ask for much more. And I must, I must mention Martinez again. As soon as he came on, it was yeah. a diagonal crossfield ball that just split their defence and had us on the front foot yeah. again. And he never gives the ball away. See, when yeah. he's in possession in his own half and he's being pressed... Um, I'm 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 never worried. You know, if if Maguire is in his own half and he's being pressed by two players, I'm thinking, oh no, get, get rid of it, Harry, get rid of it. But if it's Martinez, I'm very cool because I just know he's not going to give it away. What a player he is! Yeah. Just, I mean, uh, there was there was so much kind of um, expectation that come from the Eredivisie that the step up in the Premier League is going to be massive for him, and and obviously his height was talked about. But he is just a one. Not only is he a great defender, he's a wonderful footballer, and just an absolute breath of fresh air. And just love his competitiveness, that that Argentinian in him. Um, and I'm just baffled that he didn't start the game. Uh, I, I know it's probably because they wanted to give Shaw practice for for Thursday, Thursday night. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure, that's what it is. But then uh, at the same time, uh, we saw the qualities that Shaw offers when he plays at left back. So it's it's going to be interesting what happens in the game. I guess changes will be made according to how it goes, how it unfolds. Yeah, on Thursday I fully expect. Um, well, I don't know who's going to play right back. It'll probably Dallow is the manager favourite, but the other mm-hmm. three positions are obvious. It's going to be Varane, Shaw, and Malasia, given Martinez is suspended. Um, yeah, but- yeah, and another thing as well today, like as you know when. Fred was on the yellow. I was like, oh, if we did have to protect him and take him off, who do we bring on? And I looked on the bench and there was no real like for like replacement today for Fred. 
Yeah, that that was the issue. You know, I was calling for him to be substituted, so we weren't down to ten yeah. men. But yeah, uh, yeah. And then I was thinking, I was like, if you were going to take him off, it would have to be um, a makeshift situation where it's either Martinez or Lindelof. Uh, and Lindelof, I know, recently has played DM for us. So yeah, I thought that might be it. Uh, change. Yeah, I, I I think Lindelof at DM for ten minutes is okay, but forty five minutes. I'm not sure the manager would would be willing yeah. to, to risk that at the moment. Or risk that, yeah, yeah, because he's just he, I don't think he's yeah. Um. Yeah. So there was there was nothing on the bench to bring on for for Fred uh, unless mm. he was going to be really bold and, and bring on Zidane Bob, But then he's more of a uh, more of a, an attacking midfielder, so it yeah. wouldn't have been uh, an ideal change. And with yeah, and with him, um, I'm not even sure if he's ready to be honest. Um, yeah, he's one of those that, if you asked me during the January transfer window, I probably would have looked at uh, to look to be loaning out, like with Charlie Savage. Yeah, because Manu has been ahead of him in the packing order uh, for some reason, not today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if he's not even getting, he's not even ahead of Kobe Menu in the packing order, then he needs to be loaned. But uh, mm. that obviously didn't happen. Um, Palestri's been getting a few minutes recently and, and look really good. I've been impressed with him, and um, I think he's going to have more of a contribution as the season goes on. I think yeah, really good footballer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Same here. I've been impressed with what little we've seen of him whenever he has been given the opportunity. Um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised actually that he didn't come on today. Uh, there was def- I was definitely surprised that Weghorst saw out the entire game. There was definitely a point where I was like, "Yeah, probably need to see Weggy taken off," and I wouldn't have minded Fukundo coming on on the right hand side. Yeah, I was surprised that Weghorst stayed on, but the manager got it right, didn't he? Um, he yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. He was very good uh, when he played number ten, and he got an assist. And he was definitely involved in more chances that we created. And mm-hmm. so Bruno today was frustrating. He got two chances in the first half and didn't take them. You know, he, he's better than that. He's a quality player. You'd expect him to score those chances. Um, one nearly hit the corner flag and one was saved by um, Millier. Um, you know, I was thinking this at at at, uh, at, at half time or approaching half time. I was thinking the one goal might be enough to win this game. Um, and, and it was. Um. And I thought that was a big chance by Bruno in the stroke of half time when he didn't take it. He's just he's just very it's just confusion at times, Bruno. He can one minute he does something absolutely outrageously brilliant and the next minute you're like, What are you doing? Why did you do that for? You know, like even like for example, I think he did it again today, where he's on the edge of his own box and he does a wee back heel and gives it away. You're like, What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know? he was very much in and out of this game as well. Like you say, that one chance that he had um, you know, you would expect someone of his quality with the time and space that he had to bury that. And he really should have tested Melier a bit more than he did. Uh, I felt the shot was kind of straight at him. Um, yeah, uh, a, bit, a bit of a strange one today for him. Um, and then he got drifted out to the right. Uh, I don't think he was that effective there. Um, yeah, the only constant, the only consistent thing in his game today was the amount he was yelling at the ref. Yeah, and he he, he uh, certainly made the most of a few challenges that were or a couple of challenges that were put in on him. But then you've just given Lisa a taste of his own medicine, really, because that's yeah, what they've been yeah, doing yeah. In, in, for the last 180 minutes. They're just throwing themselves mm-hmm. to the ground and trying to waste time. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, because Leeds really had us under the cosh, 
at the start of the second half and yeah. take the sting take the sting out of it. Bruno was was going down and receiving treatment. You know, that was, I think mm. that was very smart <laughs> gamesmanship. Um, so I'm going to do some player ratings now. But before I do, yeah. could everyone please smash a like on the video, subscribe to the podcast, and get your comments in the live chat? So David the Gear uh, will get a seven for me. Um, now uh, Diego Dallo, um, like I said, the de- the defending wasn't great, even though we had that shot that hit the crossbar. So probably only a five for Dallo. Harry Maguire, we, we discussed it at length there. He's just he just doesn't fit in anymore, and he's always got a mistake in him. Um, Maguire would get uh, a four. Luke Shaw, yeah, played two positions in this game and got a wonderful assist. So a seven for Shaw. Malasia, yeah, always sticks tight to his man, makes it difficult. Um, he's a very aggressive defender. Just uh, in fact, when I watched him, uh, the highlights of him uh, when he played for uh, Farnoid, he seemed like a really uh, an attacking fullback. But ever since he came to United, he's been a, a proper defensive fullback. Um, it's not what I was expecting, but he's done well. So I'll give him uh, a seven as well. Um, I think he made one wee mistake that's led to a chance, but uh, we, yeah, where, the, the, the failed clearance. Yeah, it's one where De Gea palmed it against Maguire yeah. and nearly went in for mm. an own goal. <laughs> but we uh, Shaw showed, showed, again showed great composure there in, in that yeah. position to, to get us out of that scenario. Um, so Martial Sabitza and Fred both battled hard uh, and did okay. I'm not sure about the, the man of the match award um, mm. for Fred, um, but. I would give them both um, six six point five each as well. I'll say, you know, um, Rashford again. Another one we've seen a few of those daily. A quiet game, but scores once again. Uh, textbook header once again against Leeds. Um, so it definitely has to get a seven point five for that. Um, Jane Sancho uh, didn't have the impact that he had the other night. I uh, don't think he was terrible by any means. So six. Um, Bruno probably. Um, missed chances, but yeah, he's he's always trying, always battling, um, mm. and he's always creating things and um, working hard for the team. Um, and he's virtually the captain of the club, despite not winning the armband today. But uh, uh, I'll give him a six because uh, he won the game. And Vikhorst, if we were going on the first 60 minutes where he played up front, it would probably be a three or a four. But given his performance at, at number 10, um, I'll bump him up to a seven. Um, and the substitutes, Garnacho gets an eight uh, for his uh, impact. Um, Martinez, likewise. Um, Wan-Bissaka, I give him a six. Um, Alanga was known very long. And Tin Hag, uh, for how he changed the game uh, with his sophisticated plan B. Um, which, and he said in his own interview that he was trying to confuse Leeds. Uh, and he did exactly that. So I would <laughs> give him a nine um, for his performance today. So... Would you agree with all those then, Brush? Uh, yeah, uh, the majority of that. I think Weghorst, I think you've been a bit generous there. I, I, I know it technically goes down as an assist, and it is an assist, but Garnacho still had a lot to do there. Um, he did. Yeah, yeah. And until that point, I thought Oweggy was poor. Not entirely all down to him. I just don't think the team was set up to get the best out of him either. So I do feel a bit sorry for him in that sense. But, you know, we need to start seeing a bit more from him. Um, so that one was a bit generous. Uh, aside from that, everything else is pretty spot on. I think Garnacho, I probably wouldn't give that highest score only because, you know, we only saw him for half an hour. 
had he played more of the game, then most definitely, uh, yeah, that would be spot on. Um, the standouts for me were probably probably Shaw uh, and then Rashford. Shaw, from an attacking point of view, is just always yeah. brilliant these days. Um, he obviously is defending, was called into question against Bakri mm. Saka, quite rightly, because he was showing him too much respect. But at the, on, at the other end of the pitch, Shaw is just absolute quality um, with uh, just just how elegant he is on the ball. He just looks calm and composed, and then the crossing is just I mean, ten out of ten. Um, I don't want. I don't. I'm not going to get too carried away and compare his crossing to David Beckham or anything, but it is absolutely <laughs> astounding. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely good, especially because uh, our other fullbacks don't really offer anything in comparison. No, they don't. The uh, Dallo isn't uh, in the same league when it comes. Like Dallo can play a nice ball in, like he did for Rashford the other night, and then he yeah. can cro- uh, two minutes later he crossed one that goes over everybody's head and out for a goal kick, and we just yeah. never know what you're going to get. Um, but yeah, so Shaw would probably be my, my man of the match then as mm. well. Um, I know he he, he uh, what that uh, probably gave him a seven and Granacho an eight, but then Gren- uh, Shaw played the whole game. Um, I suppose I'm, I'm giving Garnacho the score based on his cameo, you know, yeah. what he did while he was on the pitch. And I, I take your point that you don't like giving high ratings to players that weren't on very long. Yeah, um, that's the only reason. Like Otherwise, it's fully justified. I thought, you know, he didn't really put a foot wrong when he came on. Uh, and especially for a young man after the criticism he's had midweek as well, you know, to perhaps silence one or two of the critics. I thought it was very good. Yeah, and even though I gave Rashford a slightly higher score, a 0.5 higher score than Shaw, that's largely down to him getting being a match winner again. Mm. You know, but in terms of the 90 minutes of football, Shaw played two positions. I thought he yeah. was, he was yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm scratching my head at the Fred one. Um, I can only assume they gave him out of the match because, I mean, he looked very busy. He was non-stop running around. Maybe that's what edged it. For, for yeah, them. and he did... He did win the ball back uh, for the second goal, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, and much improved from from midweek. Yeah, uh, well, the only way it was up after that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Um, most definitely. um, So, we were in second place for about two hours there. um, Mm. City inevitably thrashed Aston Villa uh, after... Everything that's been going on off the pitch with Manchester City, we knew they were going to be fired up for that one. Yeah, and Aston Villa having won uh, at the Etihad since two thousand seven, and Sean Maloney scored that day. So that's how long ago it was. Wow. So, so we weren't expecting uh, a Villa result today, even though they went two 0 up in the last game of last season at the Etihad, which nearly gave us all yeah. a heart attack. Um, yeah, I the- heard they I heard they played well in the second half, and they were you know starting to get into it. Um, I'll have to watch the highlights back later on. Yeah, I watched the highlights. Uh, Rodney yeah. scored from a corner. I think Ollie Watkins got a, a scored a good finish. Oh, yeah, I saw. I saw the highlights of the first half. I saw. I saw all of City got City's goals. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, a few positives I think Villa can take away from it in the second half, and hopefully they can take that into their next game, which I think is against Arsenal. And Holland schools are starting to dry up now, aren't they? That's a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, listen, it's all starting to level out a bit. He's already beaten last year's uh, Golden Boot winning record. He's on twenty five, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
need to he needs to watch out for Rashford. He could be competing him with, with <laughs> Holland Do you the only criticism, and this is not even a criticism, uh, is that Rashford if I just want him to score a brace or a hat trick in games rather than just one in every game, you know, and it's not oh, I mean to be honest, he was quite unlucky today. Yeah, he, uh, he could have had a brace today. Um, you know, oh, he, was, he was offside just I thought I thought it was marginal. And that was a great finish. Yeah, yeah, people. great finish as well, especially from um, the right-hand side as well. Great composure by him. And I proved my point um, when Bruno had that chance at the end of the first half. I said, if that was Rashford, it's 1-0. And Rashford yeah. proved me right because when he had a similar chance, he buried it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, just, and I like cool. that. I like that because we've all said that, you know, he's not a proper out-and-out striker as well. Uh, and you know, earlier in the season, we were very uncomfortable seeing him up there. And long term, we don't think it's the solution. But it also shows the amount of confidence he now has, and the fact that he's able to add things to his game now in that final third that he didn't have before. Yeah, he, he's adding. He seems to be adding more to his game every passing week now, um, and just mm. he's just in incredible form. Um, probably the most informed striker in Europe in 2023, you would say. I know the, the year's very young. Definitely up there. Definitely up there. And another man who's banging for him is someone we want to see at the club next season, and that's Victor Osman at, at Napoli. Um, that goal against Roma was just mouthwatering. Yeah. And that's exactly what we want to see next season. If he and no, with all due respect to Vikhorst, if Osman replaces him up top, <laughs> we are a different team. <laughs> uh, listen, I think, yeah, I mean, it all depends on the ownership, doesn't it? But, um, yeah, even backup striker wise, I think we should be aiming for higher than Weghorst. No disrespect to Weghorst, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, a few games in, uh, especially when he scored for us, I was thinking. You know, he could be next season's backup striker, but now I'm mm. not so sure that Ten Hag will keep him on. You know, I'm just yeah, yeah. It, it, it all depends on the ownership issue, doesn't it? So, uh, hopefully, that can get sorted out, and then that will give us a more realistic understanding of budget and what it is that we're working with going forward. So, our opponents on Thursday night, uh, Barcelona. Just, just to be aware, people, uh, it's an early kickoff. And UK time. Yeah, it's the five forty-five, isn't it? The first yeah, leg. Like, yeah. Sometimes I can catch people out. You know, yeah, yeah, it definitely can. Because the second leg, the week after, is back at eight o'clock. Yeah, the games at home always on, are, are always on a normal time in the Europa League, mm. but the away games always seem to be quarter mm-hmm. to six for some reason. But uh, Barcelona are currently playing right now, and they're one 0 up away to Villarreal, and Pedri scored after eighteen minutes, assisted by Rob Lewandowski. They've only lost one game in the league thus far. Yeah, despite them doing well in the league, being top of the Liga by a mile. Yeah, I think they're about eight points clear of Real Madrid. Eleven, that's a start. Eleven, oh yeah, going into yeah. this one. Yeah, if they beat Villarreal, yeah. Um, nobody's that impressed with them. Nobody, because I think it's largely down to the fact that they're winning games 1-0 quite a bit. They're not really turning yeah. up, and they were knocked out in the Champions League group stages, which is why they're playing us in the first place. Mm. The Inter Milan were out playing them in the group stage, and obviously Bayern, you know, made short work of them. So 
it's a winnable tie for United, but I, I think the bookies have Barcelona as slight favourites. Um, if we what we're looking for on Thursday is just a positive result, a draw would do me. How do you see it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think for me, this is again uh, with where we are in our journey. This is just a very good test to see where we're at. So, yeah, I want to see a good performance. What I'm looking for from Ten Hag is his game management and how he approaches a two-legged tie from a tactical perspective. Because, um, you know, uh, some of our great away days under Fergie, we would just go uh, and be very compact away from home and then try and, try and uh, you know, bring the tie back to Old Trafford where we could kill it off. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, um, just having a look at their. I don't know. I don't know if they've made changes to their lineup or not with Thursday in mind, but mm. certainly is a lot of familiar names there in the team. Um, the midfield of Pedri, De Jong, and uh, Kasse, um, and they end up at the front three is Rafinha, Lewandowski, and, and Gavi. Um, so it's a strong looking team, and at the back they have Jules Kunde at right back. Uh, uh, the pronunciation, Ronald Araujo. Uh, uh, Araujo, yeah. yeah. Andres Kritschen, the former Chelsea defender, who I'm not a big yeah. fan of. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alejandro Bolde at left back, and obviously yeah. Ter Stegen in goal. Um, on the bench, they've got Marcus Alonso, Marcus Alonso, um, Eric Garcia, Sergio Roberto, uh, Jordi Alba, Paulo Torre, Angelo Alcaron, Fernand Torres, and Anzu Fateh, who's been linked with United, the young mm. forward. Um, so yeah, there it's not exact it's not the days of Messi, Neymar, and Suarez, but it's they've still got quite a few dangerous players in there. And and Frankie de Jong, this is, is this gonna be an addition uh, for uh, on the Ho- two legs? Ho- hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Because, you don't want him to have too good of a game, you know. It's one of oh, those. Yeah, well, definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what I've been saying for quite a while now is, as impressed as I've been with Casemiro and Erickson, we need to sign a younger midfielder this summer. He's going to be at the club a bit longer, and you know, yeah, give us and give, give us the option to rotate Erickson, You know, yeah, um, which yeah, we, which we haven't had. But I'm not. It could be anyone. You know, I'm sure uh, Tanag would love De Jong, um, but uh, and, and I'm sure some people are probably bored me even mentioning his name after what happened last summer. But uh, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen again. Either it happens early or doesn't happen at all. I just don't want uh, another saga. Yeah, you just can't have another saga, can we? So yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not even looking at transfers until the ownership issue is sorted out. Yeah, because we don't know who's writing the checks at the moment. So. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what's happening. So that once that's sorted, that will give us a better understanding going forward of what the aims are, of what kind of budget we're working with, and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. But what I will say about this Barcelona tie, and this might be controversial, we're in the League Cup final. You, We're progressing yeah. in the FA Cup. We're, yeah. It looks like we're comfortably going to finish top four. Um, we're not going to be able to compete on four fronts oh. with this squad and, and all these injuries and suspensions. If we dropped out of the Europa League against Barca, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. What, how do you see it? And it would free up our, a lot of midweeks. Um, it would. Uh, obviously, um, obviously, I want, obviously, I want to win, but it wouldn't yeah. be at the end of the world. You know. Yeah, I how mean, you... listen, every cloud 
you know, um, there's a silver lining to everything, isn't there? Like, obviously, uh, less games would help us out in the final uh, business end of the season. Um, for me, I, you know, we have to just make do with what we have and rotate and try and manage the best we can. Um, call me selfish, but I want to win on all fronts. There's never a game I go into thinking, oh, you know what? It'll be better if we drop out of this competition. Um, so it's it's one yeah. of those. I don't mind in one or two things if uh, if we start to see some of the youth players. But yeah, my intention is always to win, obviously. Yeah, I, I definitely want to win. I want yeah. us to, to beat a, a huge club like Barcelona in a European competition and progress to the next round. But I think the more games we play, the more injuries we're going to pick up. And I just don't want mm. that ending up with a situation where our season falls apart because we've got too many games to cope with. If we don't get through here, um, the, the silver lining will be that we'll have more free midweeks and be able to rest our players more. Well, I'll tell um, you what, I think it will be a good in- indication. We'll get a good idea on Thursday night uh, after the first leg's over. Depending on how the tie goes, you can then plan for the week after for the second leg. Yeah, well, I'm not expecting you to go to New Camp and win 4 0. Well, well, no, but, uh, but if that's the reverse scoreline, then you know, do you really go for it at Old Trafford or do you no. then rest up the players? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I can't see that happening anyway. I hope not anyway, Touchwood. Uh, but if we do get rolled over, then the second leg is a chance to just play the youth, isn't it? Yeah, what I'm expecting is a a really close and tight uh, couple of legs. Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. That's what I'm expecting to just have to watch out for the individuals because there are a few that can cause us problems. Uh, Gavi, Pedri, Lewandowski, obviously. Um, I think it was uh, Dembele's injured. Um, otherwise, he's a problem as well. Yeah, I'll see. Um, Rafinha has taken his place in the in the team. Mm. It was at Leeds last season, strangely enough. Yeah, uh, um, their left back's having a bit of a uh, breakthrough season. He looks quite good, that young Balde kid. Yeah, he'll be one to watch. Um, what I would love is Rashford's, you know, is you know, his stature in the game is going up and up with, with every mm. game and every goal. I want him to add a goal in the new camp uh, to CV. I'd love to see that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Because this is, you know, all eyes are going to be on that game because let's be honest, this is a Champions League fixture that we're seeing in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, so um, it's got all the glitz and glamour of, you know, this is, this is one of the ties. So, yeah, he will have no better stage than that to shine. And when, when that draw was available, we knew that UEFA were going to pull it out. Yeah, it was the it was the first teams that they pulled out in the last thirty two draw, and we we all seen it coming because they want the 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 biggest clubs and the best teams playing each other. And if there's a chance to have United against Barca in the knockout stages of the Europa League, yeah, UEFA were going to set that up all day long, and that's exactly what they did. <laughs> I I would not be surprised at all if those those balls were warmed up. You know, uh, I just <laughs> I just find it uh, just find it very coincidental that. Um, mm. Those were the two first balls out uh, mm-hmm. in that draw, you know, and it was the match that everyone was expecting. Uh, but yeah, we just have to, we shouldn't be in this situation. I don't want to go back to this again, but we should have topped the group. And the only reason why we didn't top the group is because of a dodgy penalty that was given against us in the home leg against Sociedad. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, um, 
we've just we just have games every three or four days now, and it's it must be. I think even today, and Rashford coming off after the game, he looked like he was limping a bit. And we know with Rashford, it doesn't matter because even if he's sixty percent fit, you know he's going to start. Um, but I would say he's carrying a knock, and, and because it, it is one of those things that we need to start managing because you don't want to run him into the ground, and it to have long term implications later. Yeah, because he's but then again, he's so important. We just can't leave him out in any game, you know. Yeah, yeah, which is why it would help if we actually just you know took games by the scruff of the neck earlier on, and then we could rest them. Yeah, I'm trying to think when would be the next game that we get. Even West Ham in the FA Cup, I don't. You can't leave Rashford out of that either. You know, <laughs> you just no, no, you really can't, can you? No, if, if it had been like a lower league team or something, that would have been perfect. And if mm. if Martial was fit and available, you could leave Rashford out for one game. But I mean, this this guy's just a crack now. And we need uh, to listen, him on he injures himself waking out of bed these days. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just an embarrassment now. Um, yeah, he's missed he's missed more games than he's been available for. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I, I don't I don't have words for what he's going through. Uh, him and Maguire and possibly McTominay will probably be moved on in the summer. Uh, Mambasak maybe as well, <laughs> and, and then we'll get hopefully uh, the manager will be able to bring in more quality, and then our squad will improve again. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I know this is a bold statement, but you know, last summer. I was saying it'll take three or four years for Tintag to mount a title challenge. You know what? It could happen next season. The way things are going, some people are even saying they could. It's it's happening right now, <laughs> but I don't subscribe to that. But I think next season is is definitely realistic. What do you think? Yeah, the way things are going, um, obviously we have to factor in that. Uh, you know, the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea, they're going to fix up and improve. Um, it, this is a bit of an anomaly this season, so I don't think it's going to transpire quite. Quite, excuse me, quite the same. Uh, but yeah, no doubt we're heading in the right direction. I wouldn't like to put a time frame on it as such. But yeah, we're definitely, definitely heading in the right direction. After another solid summer and the ownership issues dealt with, I think I'll have a better idea. Yeah, and if you win the trophy at the first opportunity, that would be amazing. Uh, oh, that... yeah, yeah. I mean, already, that, personally, I think we're ahead of schedule of where I thought we were going to be. Yeah, same, same. Uh, but that Newcastle final is not going to be easy. I think everybody... Oh, not at that. all. Especially because, uh, you know, they're going to have a four weeks rest going into that as well. And we're going to be playing Barcelona on the Thursday before the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's not ideal. It's not as if we're playing Tranmere on the Thursday. We're playing yeah, Barcelona. yeah, no, it's not. It's not ideal. You just hope that in these situations that maybe the momentum sees you through, you know? Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, we definitely want to be crushing if we didn't win that final. So, yeah. Um, if you if you had to choose, I know I'm making life difficult for you here, but if we, <laughs> if, if, if 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 you had to choose, would you? You can only and you can only have one. We go through against Barcelona. Or we win the the Carabao Cup final. You can only have one. <laughs> oh, we haven't won anything. <laughs> we haven't won anything since twenty seventeen, and you know this is our first chance to get some silverware. So I guess you'd have to go with that. But oh, I hate Barcelona so much. 
<laughs> You're putting me in a think... difficult position. I just, oh, I just, oh. This is where I'm going to turn into Kevin Keegan. I just, I'd love it if we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, as great as we beat the beat Barcelona, we're only into the last 16, would you believe? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, well, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd, uh, I would love to progress in in on all fronts but yeah if I had to choose between one or the other I'd I'd take a league cup I, th- I think at this stage just because you yeah, know it is a cup final and I think trophy, you know? yeah, yeah no you, to get a trophy under your belt I think it just it's a good platform to build on but uh, and, and, and for, I hope I'm wrong but my prediction for the Carabao Cup final is it's going to go all the way Um. I think I can see extra time here, possibly penalties and oh, penalties mate, I'm not even, for United. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even looking at that. I'm just taking it one game at a time. <laughs> you sound like a manager now with, with these cliches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because you never know what's going to happen, right? We don't know what new injuries we may have to deal with uh, or, yeah. or what else can happen. So I'm just going to, yeah, just going to take it <laughs> one game at a time and see what happens. And please, Casemiro, make that your last suspension of the season. Um, we can't yes. cope with much more of this. Yeah. Yeah, there was like two suspensions in quick succession there. Um, and needless. Yeah, I saw well. some of the players today like hugging each other and that in front of the officials. I wonder if that's just to let them know that, listen, there's no malice involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could be right. Yeah. So. <laughs> We will leave it there for today. If everyone can please subscribe to the channel and get your thoughts in the comments and smash the like on the video. And I will see you again shortly then, Brush? Yeah, definitely. Take care. Okay, see you later.